Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. Fantastic. Why don't you turn to your neighbor, give them a big hug, tell them they look wonderful, they smell wonderful, wish them a Merry Christmas. You can grab your seats. Fantastic. You know, I just, I want to welcome a friend of mine, Michael, up to the stage this morning. Janet and Michael came for the first time to church this time last year, and they've returned again today. Their kids live up this way. They live in Melbourne. I'm going to give you this, sir. But they just grabbed me before service and just gave me this cool little testimony that I wanted to share with you guys. But this time last year, I gave you guys Jürgen Matesius's book, Push, and you just had a bit of a testimony about that. So would you like to share that? Who's read Push? It's an awesome book. You need to read it. I think we've got it up the back. Pray until something happens. It is an amazing book. And uh, this last 12 months since you kindly heard from the Lord and gave it, I don't know, you singled us out and said, here, take this. And I thought, all right. Um, we've uh, been through an interesting year and a bit. Uh, by the way, you're looking at 11 and a half years. They told my wife, Janet, I was going to die. Called the family in in Geelong Hospital. And God still has. That's another testimony which we've given around the world, actually. But in the last uh, 12, 18 months, we've, Janet has been through um, breast cancer surgery, major stuff. Um, she survived shingles of the eye, Hashimoto's disease, which is a thyroid thing, and push, pray until something happens. God never tells you what the something is, but it's amazing. And I just encourage you. And uh, this morning, I just would like prayer for a friend of mine, my oldest living friend called Peter. Peter was brought up in the west wing of a traditional church and is struggling with a relationship with Jesus. Peter has motor neurone disease, and it's, I'm watching this man deteriorate, and I'm frustrated because I don't know what to do. Pray. And I just felt this morning that if you asked me and you came up to me, we heard from the Holy Spirit. So if you wouldn't mind just joining. I will. And part, part of the testimony is also is that you've been handing that book around to people. So it wasn't just getting it to you. It's in it, Peter's hands right now. So, so it, and how many people have you given it to, Janet? So one, so, one book has gone through so. six different families and is impacting people. And it was, it was just giving away one simple little thing. It's as simple as that. It is as simple as that. So Pete's got the book. I know he's struggling with it because he hasn't had that wonderful experience through the Holy Spirit. But I know that it's there for a purpose. He tried to give it back to me and I said, no, hang in there with it. So push is just one of those things you've been very obedient. And thank you, thank you, Lord, and thank you for what you've done. Fantastic. Well, we're going to pray. I'm going to ask Amanda to come and pray with me this morning because we believe in miracles. And we believe in standing in the gap on behalf of other people. Our Christianity and our faith is not for us. It's for other people. It's so that God can use us as a vessel, filling us up, that he can flow through us. Uh, and so we're going to pray together. Amanda prays for people and sees them healed. She believes in miracles. We, we talk about this stuff at different times. Let's join together. Why don't we stand to our feet? Your friend's name is? Peter. Peter. Let's stand together this morning and just believe for a miracle. And if you need a miracle right where you're at, put the hand on the shoulder of the person beside you and just, just release that this morning. The Bible says we lay our hands on the sick and they shall recover. Uh, Mark 11 says, whatever things you ask for when you pray, believing that you receive them, you will have them. Nothing is impossible. 
Nothing is impossible with God. We stand in faith. We walk in faith. We move forward in faith. Let's this morning just believe for Peter's miracle in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We come before you this morning as a community of believers where two or more are gathered. You will answer our prayers. We lift up Peter to you, Lord, and we believe in his healing, complete and utter healing. Come on, Lord. That nothing in this world will reign, that, Lord, your healing, the miracle of your healing, that Jesus strives that he will be healed. The cells in his body, one by one, will come back to health, Lord. We believe in this and we will see this. There will be a testimony from this book and we will continue to pray until something happens because we believe in the miracles of Jesus Christ, that he can do all things above and beyond that anything that we can ever imagine. And we lift him up to you, Lord, and we pray in Jesus' name that he is healed. Amen. Amen. Come on. Let's get right on. Fantastic. Well, so, all right. You know, the Bible says faithful in little, faithful in much. So now there's another book for you, Hope. So you can go and send that around your friend's circle as well. And let's just keep spreading the good news of the gospel. Merry Christmas. Fantastic. All right. Grab your seats. What a cool little testimony. You never know what one small action can do to change a person's life. So can I just encourage you guys, just get out there and just get generous, get big-hearted, do crazy things. You know, and if God's calling you to do a thing, just do it. It doesn't matter what the cost is. It doesn't matter what it takes. If God calls you to do it, he'll make way for it to to happen. Amen? Amen. Fantastic. It's really nice to see Jenny and Vincent. They're backsliding this morning. They're right up the back. They've slidden to the back row. I love Jenny and Vincent. These guys are phenomenal. They run a great house party, and they're, they're faithful, and they're just, they're funny. Vincent is funny. He has got a great sense of humor. If you want to feel good about yourself, go and talk to Vincent. Five minutes, you're going to walk away. You're going to feel good about yourself. We love you guys. You're awesome. It's getting exciting now. Five days till Christmas. Every day, Zach comes up to us. How many sleeps? How many days? How many sleeps? How many days? And he, you told him the night before, but now he wants to know again. I think I'm praying for his short-term memory. But um, <laughs> how many sleeps? How many days? That's going to be awesome. Hey, uh, as I said before, I just want to, I just want to sh- talk this morning about finishing strong. It's Christmas time. It's the end of the year. We're slowing down. We're letting our guard down. And sometimes you can just fall over the line. You can just get to the end of what's been a a big year. And it may have been a big awesome year. It may have been a big crappy year. But we just fall over the line. Uh, The Bible says that the way of the righteous winds upwards. Uh, And to me, that speaks nothing of falling over the line or just making it, or just getting there, or just getting by. It talks about a strength that comes uh, in God, that every day I get stronger, every day I get more vision, every day I get more fired up uh, because of what God's calling me to and calling me into. And so I just want to talk about not letting 2015 slip away, but getting intentional and purposed and drawing a line in the sand. You you know what? Because here's the thing, 2015 is going to fit into one of a few categories, Good, bad, or ugly. We could say terrible, we could say amazing, but just let's, let's focus on good, bad, or ugly. And we know that good is good, and bad is bad, and ugly really is just, it's not good or bad, it's perhaps just the unplanned and things we didn't necessarily want or need in our lives, but we had to walk through to get to the end of. But the cool thing about even a tough year is at the end of, we're at the beginning of a brand new year. A brand new year is coming. A brand new day is coming that we can step into. So I want to encourage us all this morning, even if it's been terrible, even if it's been the worst year of your life, get ready. 
because the best year of your life is coming. And if it's been the worst, you can, we can only go up from here. If things can only get better. Amen? Amen? Come on. Good, bad, ugly. Life is a marathon, not a sprint. Sometimes we're, we're running hard and we're running purpose and we're running intently and we're, we're, we're expelling all of our energy. But it, it's hard because then I'm, I'm out of energy and I'm out of focus and I'm out of passion. I want to remind us all this morning that life is a, a marathon, not a sprint. It doesn't matter how we start, but it's how we finish that matters. It's how we finish. It's where we end up that matters. Because starting a thing's easy. I was talking this week at... Um, uh, teen Mission, they've, got, they've had a big crusade at their, their property out at Katharaba? No, Koroiba. Koroiba. It's like 300 acres. I was surrounded by kangaroos and mosquitoes. It was unbelievable. Uh, but there was just like 200 young kids that were passionate and they were on fire and they're going out to the world. They were going to Nepal, Namibia, Tanzania, um, Solomon Islands. Island, I don't know why they're doing a mission. Anyway, and they're going all over the place and they were on fire and I was, I was trying to pump them up for this is the God mission for your life. But starting a thing is the easy part. Finishing the thing is another matter altogether. But I just wanted to encourage us this morning that Daniel found himself in a pit of lions before he was promoted. David had to fight a lion, a bear and a giant before he was ever made king. Uh, Paul was shipwrecked, snake-bitten, and imprisoned before he was miraculously freed by God. He, he had to find himself in a prison, worshipping and praising God at midnight in the darkest, you know, deepest dungeon before God sent angels to free him. And like Justin said before, Jesus had to die before he rose into victory. That it might be dark and that the year may have been good, it may have been bad, but there are better days ahead. Sometimes we've got to walk through our challenges, walk through our, our fights and our storms so that we can get out the other, the other side stronger and in victory. And I tell you, when you've ever had a victory mentally, you see things differently. And I feel like God wants you to see 2016 differently. He wants, to, he wants to give you a new set of eyes this morning so that you can see God opportunities and you can see, I've had victory in that area. I'm going to remember that. I'm going to remember that I overcame here and then I'm going to walk as an overcomer. Because the Bible calls us overcomers. And, but, but I have to overcome something to become an overcomer. So God doesn't want us to forget where we've been and forget what we've gone. He wants, let, let's just store that away because that's my strength now. That's the foundation for my life. I got through. I beat that thing. I overcame and now I am victorious. Amen? If we keep stepping forward every single day, we get cl closer to the fulfillment of visions and promises that God has given us. So just a few quick ways we can assure that we end 2015 well and set ourselves up for an even better 2016. Amen? I want a good 2016. 2015, woo, it's been a good one. It's been a big one. There's been some challenges. And like Melissa said, we had the biggest service we've ever had last week. Phenomenal. But we've also had some massive challenges as well. And, but God is, in the midst of it all, God is faithful. I just want to encourage somebody here this morning, God is faithful. If you've found yourself in a pit, if you've found yourself facing a bear or a lion or a giant, God is faithful. And if he's with you, you will come through every time. There's nothing that can stop you. There's nothing that can take you out. So let's finish strong in 2015. First thing I would say to finishing well and to finishing strong is to have a grateful heart. Just to be grateful. Gratitude is a decision we make. And I want to encourage you this morning, don't let the enemy strip you of your ability of decision making in regards to gratitude. 
He, the, if he can't stop you in another area, he'll get you, he'll get you dissatisfied and he'll get you in that place where nothing's good enough. And I want to encourage you, always have a grateful heart, a soft heart. We all have something to be thankful for. And, uh, you know, William Shakespeare, he wrote a song and part of it was blow, blow thou winter wind. Thou art not so unkind as man's ingratitude. There's another, there's another statement that says, uh, no wind blows so cold as the wind of ingratitude. If something good has been done for you, be thankful for it. If somebody has been kind, if somebody has been generous, if God has made a way for you, just be thankful for what you have. Not for what you've walked through and not for what you don't have, but for what you do have. And, and like I was saying before, that faithful in the little, you'll be given much. God's looking for grateful hearts that he can pour into, that he'll start with a little, and he'll start with pouring into our world. And he goes, I, I can see how you handle that. I can see what you did with that. I can see how you cherished that. I'm going to bring more into your world. And I was thinking that gratitude is a sign that we've been able to process and walk through any situation we've faced, and we got bigger than it. Any, we were thrown a curveball. We, we walked through a situation. It was something unplanned, something we didn't see, but we processed it. We walked through it. We didn't do what a child does and spit the dummy and, well, I've had enough and I'm throwing my skateboard and I'm throwing my helmet and I didn't get my ice cream, so now I'm walking away. It's, no, no, you know what? I found myself in a tough situation. I didn't get everything that I wanted, I, I, but I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. And you know what? Tomorrow's a brand new day. Tomorrow is a brand new day. If God has promised you a thing in your life, he will bring it to completion and fulfillment in his timing. Ecclesiastes says there's a time and season for everything under heaven. And God's timing is perfect. You may not be where you want to be, cliched saying, but thank God you're not where you used to be. Thank God you're not in yesterday. Thank God you're not facing, I'm glad I'm not facing now what I was facing in my 20s. I'm glad that, you know, I'm in a different place, that I've moved forward and progressed in life, that God called me forward and I responded to that call and I moved forward. Thank God I'm not where I used to be. Um, Psalm 118 says, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Today's God's day. Get happy. Get thankful that you find yourself right in the middle of God's day. And if it's his day, it's perfect. Whether it's good, bad, or ugly, because he's got something for you to learn, something for you to journey through, something for you to enjoy. And I tell you, I get bigger as I, as I accept the day that I find myself in. God, I'm journeying with you. And if I'm journeying with you, it's all good. Amen? There's something for me to be thankful about. There's something for me to get happy about. Colossians 3.17 says, And whatever you do, in word or in deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through him. I love that. And whatever you do, what are you doing? In whatever you do, give thanks to God. In anything, whatever you do, wherever you find yourself, give thanks to God. And some of you might go, that just doesn't even make sense. He's with you, he's for you, he's empowered you, and he's caught. Just give thanks. God, you know my frame, you know my weakness, you know my limitation, you know where I'm at, and I'm thankful that you're, st if you've got nothing but Jesus Christ, you've got everything. Mother Teresa said, you don't know that Jesus is all you need until Jesus is all you have. If Jesus was all you had, how would you be? Let's get thankful every day. Is this helping anyone? Psalm 136, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. Give thank I, I found myself this week working and we'd, we'd spent nearly 40 hours putting this thing together and through no fault of our own, but manufacturers stamping two holes in the wrong spot, nothing worked. What do you do? 
I, I got blisters, I got splinters, I got holes, I've got aches, I've got what? What do you do? Get thankful. I had a job all week. I had, I, I had, a, I had fun discussing things with my mate. What do you, we just got acro props, took stuff apart, redrilled holes, fixed it all up. Took, took us a few hours to do. What are you going to do? Just get thankful. And it's a stupid saying, but if it's going to be funny later, it's funny now. I don't agree with that, actually. But anyway, <laughs> Thessalonians says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. What's will, God's will for your life? What is God, you might have that question in your mind. What is God's will for my life? Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God. Give thanks. Gratitude. Gratitude will hold you in a position where you can move forward and you can progress in life. And, and the way I see it, and I hope this isn't too harsh, but I'm just going to say it anyway, there are too many whining, whinging, complaining, down, overcome Christians. And I've got to tell you, it's time for the church to rise. It's time for Christians to start walking in overcoming, to walk in victory, to actually put to, put to uh, use the faith that we've been given. The Bible says we've all been given the same spirit of faith that we've got to activate that faith. We've got to stir up that faith, and we've got to do something with it. Faith is, the, the, you know, the outworking of faith is that I do something, that I act, that I, I step out. I want to encourage you in 2016, be men and women of faith, that step out boldly into the unknown. Peter stepped out of a boat onto the water. Why do you do that? That's crazy. That's, I'm going to sink in the middle of a storm. I'm going to drown. I'm going to die. But he, he had his eyes fixed on Jesus. And when we fix our eyes on Jesus for 2016 and we step out in faith, we enter the impossible zone. We enter the fourth dimension where God can do and God can be in our lives. Amen? Just get thankful. Psalm 100 says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name, for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. If you want to find yourself in the presence of God, enter his gates with thanksgiving. Enter into that with thankfulness, not with a shopping list, not with uh, a complaint, not with you didn't do God. No, I tell you, when my kids come to me and they've, they've got attitude, you know, there, there are times where they come to me, oh, Daddy, I love you, can we do this? And my heart just opens up to them. Even if I don't want to do it. I worked for 10 hours the other day. I was absolutely smashed. And I get a phone call from Noah. Daddy, can we go for a surf? And it's 12. So it's a little weird when he says daddy. But anyway, um, he says, daddy, can we go for a surf? I said, no worries, mate. And I just wanted to take him surfing. There's other times where you walk through, oh, we haven't done anything today. Mum didn't take us anywhere. I didn't get any treats. But I want to go for a surf. I'm like, blow that. You're not going anywhere. You can go to your bedroom and that's about all. It's like... They, they come into my presence when they're, they're, they're grateful. They're grateful for their lunch. They're grateful for the surf they had. They're grateful that they've got board or whatever it might be. When we come into the presence of God, come thankful. The year's been tough, but it's made me. It didn't take me out. It didn't break me. It didn't, I'm stronger for the experience. And now I'm going to lock that one away and I'm going to step into a brand new one. You know, you don't have to go to work tomorrow. You get to go to work tomorrow. Oh, Justin, stay. Thank you. That, that wasn't me as the Prime Minister saying you should have the dove. That was, you get to, and there are millions of people around the world that would love your job and love your salary. You don't have to put those kids to bed tonight. You get to. They're a blessing to your world because there's millions of people around the world that can't have kids, that, 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 that find themselves in a situation they would be desperate, desperate to be kept up at night. They would be desperate to have sleepless nights. You have what they don't have and never will. 
You don't have to repair that broken down car. You get to because you own a car. There's been enough blessing poured into your world that you were able to buy a car when so many others can't. We've got to love everything that, that is our life and represents what God has done. I, I want to encourage you to go home from here today and write down a list of all the things you're thankful for. And I guarantee you, you'll shock yourself. Take 20 minutes. Clear the schedule. Take 20 minutes and write, God, I am thankful for this. I am thankful for this. I, I wrote down a short list. We live in a country where we can freely express our religious beliefs. I'm thankful. We're alive. We live on the Sunshine Coast. We have food in our, in our stomachs. Um, if things get bad, if things got really bad for me here, I can still go on a welfare. We've got a welfare system that, that will, uh, will still support me. I won't be destitute. I won't be uh, homeless. The, 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 the economy will look after me. We've got amazing medical facilities. We've got great schools. We've got great friends. We have an amazing church to attend. I'm grateful for Jesus. I'm thankful for you. I just, that's just a small, I'm thankful for my wife, I'm thankful for my kids, I'm thankful, I'm thankful, I'm grateful. I appreciate that God does amazing things in my world. That's the first way to finish strong. Second thing is, commit your ways to God. You might, have, you might have wandered, you may have journeyed. In 2015, you may have heard the voice of God, and you might, you know what, that sounds good, but I really want to do this. And you've walked your own path, or you've walked your own journey. I want to encourage you. In 2016, give me a year of your life, and I guarantee you it'll be changed. Give me a year of your life where you walk in God, where you read His Word, where you seek Him, you pray daily, you listen to His, His voice, and you, you act accordingly to whatever God, I, I guarantee you, 2016 will be the greatest year of your life. Come hell or high water, come storm, come mountaintop experience, I guarantee you. If you commit your ways and your plans to God, He will bless you, because it's what His Word says. It says in Proverbs 16:9, a man plans his way, but the Lord orders his steps. Psalm 119 says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Walk the God path for your life and it will be blessed and it will be good and it will, it will unfold for you those things that you hold deep and dear in your heart. Matthew 6 says, seek first the kingdom of God and its righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. This is talking about money, possessions, clothing, food, friends, housing. Seek God first and these things will be added unto you. So the things that in the natural we care about the most, we go after the strongest, are actually the things we should put aside and say, you're not number one priority in my world. Jesus Christ is number one in my world. Seeking Him first will mean that these things naturally come into play in your life. Because we all freak out. How am I going to pay the mortgage? How am I going to pay the rates? How am I going to... And you get these bills from left field. You, the other day, I got a... A rates bill that isn't a rates bill, it's just the council's decided to revalue everything and this is now your new bill, $1,000. Thank you, that's fantastic, that's excellent. But what are you going to do? I'm grateful that I've got a bill that I can pay because I've got a house that I can live in. Just, it, 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 I, I just got to commit my way to the Lord and the Lord said, if you do that, then I'm going to bless you and look after you and you're going to make it true anyway. So what have I got to worry? Just a thought. You know, I... I remember when I was young, I'd found this watch, and I, I love watches, my grandfather was into watches, and, and I found this watch, it was like a $400 Seiko diving watch, it was, it was unbelievable, and $400 back then was like a million dollars, so it was like, this was unbelievable. I remember this one day, uh, it was storming, there was lightning, there was thunder, and we lived two houses from the beach, and I said, I'm going surfing, and mum said, don't go surfing. I said, I'm going surfing, and she said, don't go surfing, and I think, 
she was just saying it, but I was one of seven kids, so if I did go surfing, she just had one less to look after. So I don't think she really cared, but she said, don't go surfing. So I went surfing, and I lost the watch. I'd had it for like two or three years. It was, had a perfect band on it. It was no problem. It wasn't coming off in the surf. I must have surfed with it a thousand times before that. And when I came home, she goes, told you. She, she said nothing about you were disobedient. She goes, I told you. And I think sometimes it's like God goes, don't do that. I go, I'm doing it. Don't do that. Okay, I'm doing it. And something happens that it's like, told you. <laughs> I don't think it's exactly like that, but because we, we, we want to blame God. Why did that happen? Why did that happen? He goes, well, what did I ask you to do? What path did I ask you to walk on? What direction did I call you into? What did I say w would bring blessing and joy into your world? I was talking about over here, but you were walking over here. So can I, can I just encourage you, as we round out, regardless of how 2015's been, we all journey, we all walk, we all, can I encourage you, commit your ways and your plans to God. The Bible says when we commit our plans to the Lord, He makes our plans succeed. He makes our way succeed and prosper. Last thing would be this, I might get the band to come up, is let go of regret. 2015 may be a year where you've, you've had some regrets. You've, you haven't done certain things you wanted to do. You haven't seen things come to pass the way you wanted them to. Uh, you were... I don't know, you, you just held back on, on going after dreams or desire. I want to encourage you today, let go of regret. Let go of frustration. Let go of perhaps even the guilt. Living in the past and regret is a, is a place of frustration that kills joy and, and zaps us of energy. Um, Corey Ten Boom said this, worry does not empty tomorrow of its sorrow, it empties today of its strength. So worrying about yesterday and worrying about what I didn't do and worrying about what I didn't get and worrying about all these things, it doesn't get me any closer to getting them. It just zaps me of the energy and the, the drive to go after them because it didn't happen then, so why will it happen now? Let go of those things. Draw that line in the sand. Step over and go, 2016 is a brand new year. 2016 is a year where my dreams and visions are going to come to pass. 2016 is a year where I'm not just going to make resolutions, but I'm going to walk resolutely towards my goals and my dreams. I had a mate of mine uh, text me this morning. He's taken his wife away to a hotel, and they've sat down, and they've got about six different books sitting in front of them. They've got a whole, they've planned out their 2016. They've planned out their vacations. They've planned out their, their personal time. They've planned out what they're doing at work and what their goals and their dreams are for work. And he said to me, I'm coming to Australia this time, and I'm coming to your church. I'm going to preach for, he said, 2015 has been phenomenal. 2016 is going to be the best year of my life. He's already planned it out. So, so he's, he's, as he rounds out 2015, that's gone. 2016, and he can already see it. Now, if you see it, you can walk into it. If you have a vision for your future, you can walk into that vision. But if you're held in the past and you're caught in regret and there's weights and guilts and holding you back, you will never step into the new day and the new thing that God has for you. And I'm just like, man, that is awesome. And so generally you invite people to come and preach, but I'm just going to make an exception. He can come and preach because he's got that much vision and that much focus. He's already ready for you next year, next April. I think that's awesome. What are you ready for? What are you planning for? What are you looking towards in 2016? Have you even gone to that place where you can see 2016? Have you started to dream about what you want it to look like? Again, go home, write down, my 2016 is going to look like this. I'm going to earn this amount of money. This is what my family is going to be like. This is this. This is how much I'm going to take off the mortgage. This is, and you know what? Shoot for the moon and hit the stars. If it doesn't all come to pass, it doesn't matter. You've set yourself goals. You've stretched yourself and you've pulled yourself forward in God.
Philippians 3 says this, and this is the Apostle Paul. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it on my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining towards what lies ahead, I press on towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Jesus Christ. Forgetting what's behind, but straining forward. So often we strain to hold on to what's been in the past and we've got no energy or strength or capability to take a hold of what God has for us in the future. Today, make that decision. I'm letting go. I'm letting go of hurts. I'm letting go of grudges. I'm letting go of fear. I'm letting go of attitudes, mindsets, any other thing. This is done and gone. But I'm moving forward light and free. I've got a friend that travels the world all the time and he only ever travels with carry-on luggage. He said you should only ever travel with what you can carry on. I see other people with 55 bags and a Sherpa for a husband walking along. You can hardly see me when we go to the airport. Just look at these little eyes just coming out. Like, we should travel light in life. Forgive people. Let them go. Let people go that have hurt you. Let people go that have done you. Let them go. The Bible says love those that hurt you. Do good to those that hate you. Just let them go. Right now, there'll be people in your mind that you can think of. You go, you know what? They're a pain. They did me wrong. They did. And you, it's only churning you up. It's only holding you back. The Bible says forgive and you'll be forgiven. Just release people today and you will step into a brand new year with the ability just to move forward in love. I just want to declare this one scripture over you this morning and then we're going to finish with a, a beautiful carol. It's Psalm 65. It's a little long, but I want to read it over you because it says that God crowns our year with goodness. And I'm declaring over you that 2016 will be the greatest year of your life. 2016 will be a year led of God. 2016 will be a year met with, with the provision of God. 2016 will be a year where there's love and there's peace and there's joy. And I declare that because I believe that. I believe that's God's will for your life. It says here, it says, Praise awaits you, O God in Zion. To you, our vows will be fulfilled. You who answer prayer, to you all people will come. When we were overwhelmed by sins, you forgave our transgressions. Who's glad that God's a God that forgives our transgressions? Blessed are those you choose and bring near to live in your courts. We are filled with the good things of your house, of your holy temple. You answer us with awesome and righteous deeds. God, our Savior, the hope of all the ends of the earth and the Father's seas, who form the mountains by your power, having armed yourself with strength, who still the roaring seas, the roaring of the waves, the turmoil of the nations. See, sometimes I think we can look at the news and we can look at different, and go, everything's in a mess. We're all going to hell in a handbasket. But God is in control. God is in control. There's not one thing that happens that he's not aware of or and already knows. Man has their own free will and they do what they like, but God is aware. The whole earth is filled with awe at your wonders. Where morning doors, where evening fades, you call forth songs of joy. Can I encourage you, carry a song of joy into 2016. If you've lost your song, if you've lost your joy, get it back. Get it back by waiting on God and waiting in His presence. And just every, every time, Justin's always singing, but there's somebody else, they're always singing. They're just, no, it's Justin. You're always singing. Wherever I, we turn around, I turn around and he's singing. And he's just he's singing a song of praise or he's singing a song of worship. And it, it's just in him and comes out of him. What's in you will come out of you. So I want to encourage you, get intentional in what's in you. You've only got so much emotional, spiritual, physical space in your life. What's on the inside of you? Because that's going to come out of you in 26. Let, let praise fill your, fill your mind, fill your heart, fill your soul. Just, just, just put on worship music. Just put on 
you know, praise, just listen to podcasts, read the Bible, read great books and fill yourself up because that will come out of you to touch other people. The streams of, of God are filled with water to provide the people with grain for you have ordained it. You drench its furrows and level its ridges. You soften it with showers and bless its crops. You crown the year with your goodness. Your carts overflow with abundance. I love that. You crown the year with goodness. God is good. He is good eternally. He is faithful in His goodness. He will be good to you. And sometimes it's, it's, we feel like I've got to let go. I've got to let go. I've, I've had enough. I've, I've done it all. And I've, I just still haven't seen the answer. You could be closer to the breakthrough that you haven't seen than you ever believed. Don't give up and don't give in. Don't give up and don't give in. Don't give up and don't give in because God is going to crown your year with goodness. So at Christmas time where we're celebrating, I just, I just want to implore you to, to take a moment to get thankful to God, to set your course for 2016 and then just to walk in His ways with gratitude. Amen? Why don't we close our eyes? I just want to pray a declaration over you this morning. We're going to come around a, another carol before we go and have tea, coffee, celebrations. Be a blessing this Christmas, everywhere you're found. The Bible calls us salt and light. Be that to every single person you encounter this Christmas. Whether you're at the beach, you're at a cafe, you're at home, you're driving down the street, you see someone broken out, whatever, be a blessing wherever you're found. Let the words on people's lips in Noosa be, those Christians, doesn't matter what church they're they're a blessing. They don't judge, they don't condemn, they're not critical, they're a blessing. They're generous, they're uplifting, they always give you a kind word. Let, let us be known as that this Christmas. Father, I thank you for this church. I thank you for the honor it is to lead it. I thank you for your beautiful people. God, I'm calling a blessing down from heaven today upon every one of their lives. Go before them, Lord. As your word says, be the lamp unto their feet and the light unto their path as they enter into a brand new year. God, you are good and you've crowned us with goodness. In the mighty and wonderful name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen. Come on, why don't we stand on our feet? Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Visit us online at c3noosa.org.